everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap. Sorry for our little delay at the beginning. We were running through some technical difficulties for, uh, let's just call it a better part of the last 15 to 20 minutes. The other 15 to 20 minutes, we're shooting the shit as we usually do here at On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter. Actually, Brandon Banchero, my guy, plus 450 first overall pick in tonight's NBA draft. But Another another kind of random episode today. There's uh, some injury news, unfortunately, that we're going to cover that we, we wish we didn't have to cover, but we will. Uh, the training skip, the training camp schedule is released, and obviously those preseason games are worked into that training camp schedule. So we'll go over all of that. But before we get started, let me check in with my co-host, uh, Mr. Technical Difficulty himself, uh, Joey Ricotta at Joey Knows Nothing. Hey, listen, my friend. <laughs> Don't blame all this shit on me because we, neither one of us, have any idea how the technical difficulties will work. And because we don't have somebody smart enough to figure this stuff out like a Quentin or a Ron on the show today. So we are just stuck with what we got, me and you, the two knuckleheads, the two idiots uh, doing the show together today. Uh, I'm doing good, though. Ready to talk some bears. I have no idea what we're talking about. This is the deadest period of the year in my opinion i just can't stand this time of year i can't stand rumor cities in all of sports dude there was three fucking baseball games on tonight in the draft and that was it and i was just like this doesn't seem right there should have been a stanley cup game tonight or something something give us something i would have preferred to just watch yeah the stanley cup whatever i would have tuned into whatever trent atia's live stream or whatever he's got there was, with Trent and dude, just, just to hear CFL some game. bang, bang. <laughs> I, just to hear that. I don't care. That would have been more entertaining than what we had tonight for sports. on the There, there was a CFL game and uh, the USFL playoffs are actually, uh, they're about to take place. I think it's this weekend. And that league's been fun to watch. Uh, a couple former bears in that league, like uh, John Franklin's in that league. I know he wasn't really like a, a key contributor, much more than like a practice squad guy, but that's like, the level of players you're going to get in this league. Some names, uh, another name that I remember was Devontae Bosby. He was with us for uh, preseason, I believe, and really talented and gifted corner. But uh, other than that, man, another, like you said, weird, weird time of the year for Bears football. Should lead off, though, with the injury news. Uh, Bears lose offensive lineman Dakota Dozier. Dozier, I don't know. I, I feel like that's like a French name. I'm going to have to look at the uh, – I say sheet. Dozier. I don't know. Dozier, I say Dozier. Dozier. Yeah, we got a Billy at NIU, and it's Dozier. So, I mean, I'm going to go Dozier because that's the only thing I know right now. Uh, he was carted off the field in practice and was placed on IR. And for – I mean, you could be a Bears fan for a week, a month, 100 years. You know that the problem that we've had the last few seasons – well, one of the many problems because there's not just one – has been offensive line. And to see someone that you brought in in free agency uh, not even get through the summer, you first of all, you feel for Dakota and you wish him a speedy recovery and hope that he can get back out on the field, you know, maybe at some point throughout the season because IR is not a death sentence like it used to be. You have the ability to come back off IR. There's different types of IR. So we'll see what happens. But initial thoughts um, on this injury, at least, Joey. I mean, it sucks because you thought maybe he could be in the mix there for guard, uh, starting guard spot with, uh, you know, or competing with it anyways with Sam Mustafer, who, good Lord, now if it's just Mustafer, 
or who else, who knows who else it'll be there at guard. But I just yeah. feel like this is not the situation that you wanted. I mean, he started a little bit with the Vikings. So that's why it kind of made me a little bit hopeful with him anyways. But I don't know, man. It, it just sucks. Anytime you lose a guy to injury, anytime a guy has a serious injury like that, season-ending one from what it sounds like or being carted off at a mini camp practice, it's just brutal. It sucks for him. It sucks for the Bears. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I know they're, they're going to try to bolster this thing up one way or another and try to look for some other pieces to sign. Potentially, I was looking at some of the, some of the stuff that Quentin's been putting out there, our fellow uh, you know, podcast host here who's not on with us today, but I was looking at his Twitter the other day, and I know he was talking about some Buffalo Bills potential linemen that the Bears could maybe add when they make some cuts because uh, they will probably have to make some cuts there in Buffalo. So maybe that's maybe that's where the Bears go. I mean, that's not the only – uh, spot to go is not just to look for the Buffalo Bills lineman, but I it just sucks. Like you're just talking about Dozier, Dozier, however you say his name. We're gonna call him, uh, we're call him Doughboy for all intents and purposes. The Doughboy is down, unfortunately. Doughboy's down. I just got off work. The dough machine just got put up. Uh, the Doughboys are here. You're you're working at a ballpark. You got pizza dough, pizza, pizza there at dough. the ballpark. We were just talking about. So the Doughboys. Uh, very much applies tonight. Yeah, and uh, if you're not doing anything on these lovely summer nights, come and see the Don at uh, Northwestern Medicine Field for some Kane County Cougar baseball. But uh, one thing that I saw, too, on the topic of the Vikings, I don't know why, obviously Do- Dozier, the Doughboy, Doughman, I should say, played with the Vikings. And I want to address something that I saw on Twitter.com this week, the Bluebird. I saw a video and it was like I think it was either a TikTok or an Instagram reel that just got uploaded to Oh Twitter. no. Yes. I'm going to touch on it. Let's do it. Because I came on this show and I said that this team could win the division and probably like I honestly I, I might put a little sprinkle on the Vikings and also the Bears because like if the Bears you know the FOMO I'll have of the Bears winning the division at plus 2,000 and not having a little sprinkling bank on that, get the fuck out of here. You know me better. Come what if Fields down. has that super breakout, dude, and that <laughs> dude, happens? Yeah. We're going to yeah. – you will. We you, we will be best. Yeah, we will. But uh, I digress. So I saw a video on, on Twitter, and it was uh, – he had to have been a Vikings fan because no one – no one outside of Clap Dan, who's the guy that chokes his chicken to Kirk Cousins' highlights, feels this type of way about Kirk Cousins. He basically said that, you know, with the receivers that they have in place, they have a new head coach that was a former quarterback in Kevin O'Connell. Alap has entered the chat. Welcome, Alap. Thank you for joining us. He said, Yeah, thanks for joining that, us. That he has Kirk Cousins as an MVP candidate. I just, I don't know, man. I know Kirk Cousins is a numbers guy. He always, always, always comes to, you know, comes to play 3,500 to 4,000 yards. Upwards of 20, close to 30 touchdowns. But, like, by saying something like that, right, Kirk Cousins is the MVP. You're saying that the Vikings are, one, definitely winning the division, not like my half-hearted, like, they, they probably should. And, two, probably, like, 13-4 and four type winning the division, like a transcendent season in Minnesota. And – I just don't see that happening. I think 11 wins gets you the division in the NFC Naris, as uh, Berman used to say. But Kirk Cousins MVP, where are you at on that? 
it's a fucking joke, right? Like, come on. Like, if he, if they, is there a way that they win this division? Absolutely. Is there a way they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Yeah. I just think that it's like, if the Vikings have a huge season or have a very good season and and make and make the playoffs or win the division, it's not because it was solely Kirk Cousins. He was the Kirk Cousins was the main reason why. Like he's going to have a good season in order for that to happen. But like Kirk Cousins doesn't need to do a whole lot in order for them to be a pretty good team or to even compete in this division because the division as we know it right now is not that great. And the Packers got worse from from all accounts. What it looks like. Uh, Dan Campbell, the fighting Dan Campbell's, the Lions, they're seemingly getting better, but, like, they're still not there, right? So, yeah, they could win the division, and Kirk could still not be an MVP. I just don't see it. I mean, you're talking, like, long shot odds? I mean, for whatever. A sprinkle, like, I, don't, I mean, for a sprinkle, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fine. But how We're many, talking, uh, like, gambling. How many, other, like, how many other sprinkles are you placing, and how many are not hitting? You know what I mean? That's, like – that's like uh, me when I go into the home run derby. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take one guy on each side of the bracket, and then or that's like, hopefully you, they just face each other in the final, and I'll win. I'll give you a better m- metaphor, beat on. That's like when they have the NASCAR races every oh, Sunday. Don't and you you're, say it. Yeah, you know because I you this before, shit. dude. During COVID, <laughs> just throwing darts at the board down the sheet. You don't even know who you, you're picking. You just, you're just drop, like this you guy. Drop in, his name you drop, in, uh, you drop in twenty five bucks. Pick five guys, and you're like, one of these bastards has to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't follow NASCAR as much. One of these bastards. Who's what's his name? Corey LaJoy. Yeah, Whatever. They, he's yeah, got a hit. Like. Yeah. Uh, Who's this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Shout out to my long-lost cousin, totally not related to me because he's Mexican and not Cuban. Uh, Daniel Suarez won his first race, his NASCAR race, as we call it. Shout out to him. Completely off the rails. But let me reel us back in real quick. Before we get into training camp news, uh, there's quite a lot of NFL news, and I'm going to get the sad news out of the way first. Uh, As someone who I know you, what are you, like, you're 30, right, Joe? You're two years older than me? 31, yeah. My motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so news yesterday, two, two big, just terrible, terrible breaking news that broke. Both same camp, same team. Uh, first one, the one that, I mean, this guy was like a huge part of my childhood. I'm sure the same for you. Tony Siragusa passed yeah, away yesterday. Man. 51 years old. Uh, he was a phenomenal defensive tackle, was in there with those early 2000s, late 90s Ravens defense, and, like, honestly was was kind of like a Spice Adams type guy. Very energetic, very charismatic guy. Always made sure uh, that the people around him were happy, smiling, all that. Like, every all accounts that I've read about Tony Siracusa have been all good. He was a phenomenal football player, and he was a great sideline reporter. He was the sideline reporter for many oh, yeah. years after he retired, too, so – um, thoughts on that, and, and if you do have a, a favorite memory of the Goose Man, go ahead and drop it. Although we're not a Ravens podcast, he's a football legend, man, absolute legend in the game. Yeah, he's a legend, man. I mean, you don't have to be a Ravens podcast to appreciate greatness, right? When you see it, especially from a guy that, uh, like you said, you know, he meant so much more beyond just the game of football itself. Like from the sideline reporting to the personality to even, I mean, yeah the football itself, like him as a player. And um, I remember like after the Ravens won the Super Bowl, uh, just like his face and his voice stood out really to me when they, you know how they do that. We're going to Disney world, you know, after the Super Bowl. Um, 
I believe, and I can't like exactly what he said, and I want to go back and look this up and like what his, you know, pardon it was. I'm sure it's like the same as what everybody else is. We're going to Disney World, whatever. But like him himself, just knowing the personality behind it and hearing uh, interviews and stuff growing up and, you know, all the sideline stuff, his stuck out to me a little bit more than everybody else's during that Ravens Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl that they won. Um, I believe it was 2000. Was it 2001 or 2000? Um, I'm trying to think of when the Ravens won it when he was there, what year that was. But regardless, um, yeah, man. I mean, just like his sideline stuff, it just sucks. This is this is a big loss. I know I shared a video in one of the group chats we're in of like John Cena. Like when you have John Cena, who used to rap a lot in the Attitude Era of wrestling for any wrestling fans out there that are listening to this or watching this. When you have John Cena shouting you out in one of his rap lines, like when he was doing his little freestyle, that's how you know that you're a big character, right? You're a big personality and you mean a lot to whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, and it just so happened that he was, he was cross, you know, he was a completely different sport. He was a football player. He wasn't, you know, a wrestling guy. Like maybe he was a fan or whatever, but like when John Cena is talking about you, that's how you know that you're a pretty big, to the football community and football fans as a whole. So, um, yeah, man, it's just a really sad, sad piece of news that came out. Uh, definitely RIP to Mr. Saragusa. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, like, football world, broadcasting world, family world. He was a larger-than-life character. He was a guy that, you know, he he always put in the work and put in the time to be a good father, good broadcaster, and good player. And Sad to see one go like that, especially so young. And, you know, the next one is another Raven, uh, Jalen Ferguson, uh, 26 linebacker, just drafted three years ago, man. I, I actually I missed this. I missed this. I, yeah, it was both yesterday. And, like, you got Haskins a few months ago. You got Ferguson, you know, a few days ago. There's plenty more that I haven't mentioned. I know a basketball player. uh Caleb Swanigan passed. A lot of young athletes are passing away. At a, at, I mean, I said a very young age. I said young. That's a double entendre. But, like, I'm talking people that are younger than us. And I just think, like, some of it could be mental health. Some of it is other stuff. But it's it's a very, very, I guess you would say strange time uh, in sports to where it's like we should not be losing these guys at this young age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think Ferguson they said was natural causes, or either Ferguson or or Swanigan, the basketball player, was natural causes, and it's just like, yo, this that's is, so weird, man. How is it natural causes when they're like so young like that? You know, it's yeah. just that's what makes you think like, what do you what do you mean by natural causes? Like, what are they intaking that's making them naturally die? I'm just like, like, I just I'm don't, just like sitting here thinking it. like, you know, I mean, I would absolutely lose my mind if like my favorite bear, my favorite cub, or, like, my favorite bull, like, died. Well, mid-career, they're, I mean, everybody dies, as our friend Cody says. <laughs> Good news, yeah. we're all going to die someday. <laughs> which is Especially dumbest, when we're talking about the cubs. It's the dumbest, dumb, but it's hilarious. The dumbest shit to say, so, yes, correct. Everyone does die someday, but, like, there's only two athletes that I can remember in my lifetime that, like, brought me straight to tears, not to, like, make light of any other situation, but it's just, like, you know, athletes do 
take in a, a bigger part of our lives than we give them credit for, especially us like sports nerds. Like I'm wearing a Roquan Smith jersey right now. You know what I'm saying? Like if Roquan, mm-hmm. you know, got into a bad car accident, couldn't play football again tomorrow, like I would be devastated. You know what I'm saying? So I guess one thing that I'll say is uh, as much as we are Jagoffs, and I guess I'm going to name myself as the don't be a fucking Jagoff of the week. Um, just be nice to, to the, like, don't be, you know, don't, Give them, give them a little bit of leeway. You don't got to be so nasty on Twitter and on Instagram to these guys. You know what I'm saying? And the media people stay the fuck away from Byron Pringle because we haven't even seen what he can do yet. We don't want you. Yeah, to shut up him. about the damn donuts already. We're <laughs> yeah. done with that. But uh, I guess this will be like the mental health minute because it's like, you know, you don't really truly know what these guys are going through behind closed doors. And everyone makes the excuse, oh, well, they're making millions of dollars. The 1% of the 1% is making a lot of the money in the NFL, just like how it is in the real world. So a lot of these guys are on the bare minimum contract yeah. NFL wise, like standard football minimum so, contracts, really enough with the sad news. I just thought that I should um, mention both of those, uh, obviously as they are NFL news as it pertains to the show. And then another final overall, just league news thing was, and I'm not buying it. I, we'll see this guy in week 10 or week 12 is Rob, Gunkra- Rob Gronkowski has officially, uh, retired from football for the second time. I don't think we had the Bucks. He's on the coming schedule. back. Yeah, I don't think we had the Bucks on the schedule, so it doesn't affect us. But I, I think I got your answer. Possum. On that. It's possum. He's playing possum. Can you set an over under on the week that he's coming back? He's coming back in week one, dude. Like he, he this is literally so he can play around a little bit more. He fuck skip, around. He skip skip mini camp. camp. Yeah, he doesn't care. Like he, dude, he does not care. He's going. He's going hanging around on some boats. Probably partying it up with Victor Cruz. Who knows what he's doing? He's doing the the boats and hose thing. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. Yeah, he's not, dude. This dude's playing around. He's he's hanging out with people. He's with his family. He's with some girls. Whatever. I and then he, he'll he'll be back by uh, by week one. I referred to it to my dad as the Brett Favre because if you guys all remember, Brett Favre was the first guy to start doing this. Where he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to camp." Then ends up playing like a full season, but. Back, back to Hal's Hall, back to Chicago Bears. You know, with the injury to the Doughboy, Mr. Dozier, the Bears did make a roster move. They signed cornerback Jason Stanley from the Seahawks. Uh, Stanley has appeared in eight games, all as a reserve for the Seahawks. He was entered the league in 2019 with the Falcons as a UDFA from Georgia and immediately moved right over to – or not immediately, because he did spend time with so – he's actually bounced around a lot. Holy shit. Uh, Dolphins, Jaguars, Packers, and then also Seahawks. So kind of had a lot of homes in the NFL. Not really a guy that you expect to make this roster, but a, an addition that they're going to add for another camp body. So thoughts on this one? I don't know. I mean, he saw eight games with Seattle, right? I, I don't know. He's, he's kind of a special – You saw their secondary last year. Yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about. So, I mean, like, this dude, like, he's a special teamer probably more than likely if he makes the team. and like Yeah, like a gunner. Yeah, what, what are you really expecting from him? I mean, I'd probably still take Kendall Vildor over this guy. I don't, I don't know much about him, though, so, like, maybe I wouldn't. But I don't know. I just – we'll see if he, if he makes the team, if he's a practice squad guy or if he's anything. I, I don't know. They have, they have so many different – defensive backs now that they've brought into camp that it's like, I think 
more than like there's like four guys that I can say really are in the mix, four or five that seem like they're really in the mix to compete for that nickel spot and the depth spots other than like the two main guys of Jalen Johnson and uh, Kyler Gordon and then Thomas Graham, like those three. And then outside of that, it's like Vildor, Duke Shelley, like you got, then you got a long laundry list of guys that are in the mix. Right. So I don't know. I mean, he's just kind of whatever. We'll see what he does when they, I don't know. We'll see how the coaching staff likes him, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Defense is, is not our main focus. Like, I think we're going to be good on defense. That third corner and that fourth corner position are going to be up for grabs. If he's the guy for the job, have at it. But I'm not <clears throat> not yeah. getting up for the letdown on, a, a, you know, a, an injury signing that we made. But training camp schedule has been released. There is an official date to the official date to the, the start of the rest of our lives because I am going miserable just like – in this next month. You ready for it to begin? Of no football. I'm ready for the madness. I'm ready for Bears. I'm ready for Notre Dame. I'm ready for NIU. I'm ready to win a lot of bets. I'm ready for it all. It's it's the best time of the year. I cannot wait for it. But for our Chicago Bears, Lop is back in the chat. That was really bad radio for uh, – Yeah, I don't know what you're tapping for. <laughs> I'm tapping the table. Was that because tonight was the the NBA draft and the Bulls made a draft pick and you were doing like the, the drums after a we're win? We're not going to talk about that. We ain't talking about that. No, you don't like that pick. <laughs> I don't even know who the guy is. He can't be a real person. But <laughs> the Bears report to training camp at Hallis Hall July 26th. Training camp's going to run through August 21st. During that span, uh, there's 11 public practices. So I I honestly got to try and get out to at least one. Maybe we'll make an event of it. Bring Saturday, little, August 20th. Bring like a little George Foreman grill or something, turn up in the parking lot. But it's going to be different not down at Bear Day because that's the only one that I've ever been to. And, I mean, even though it, it was a – shitbox college it felt right because there was like six fields you were all outside you were all sweating and yeah but it was it was all vibes like you were right there you could see the bald fraud in his you know in his glory with his visor and all that it was you know everything but the practices that are open are july 28th through 30th and then august 2nd 3rd 5th 7th 10th 11th 15th 20th the 20th is the last one so i'm assuming that's going to be a lit-ass practice. Like, that's going to be, like, a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of positional and team drills, and, I mean, fuck, maybe even a scrimmage. Like, you would have to think maybe a, a scrimmage between offense and defense for a squad. So, thoughts yeah. on the initial dates? Yeah, that's just kind of what I was thinking. I want to make one. I've actually never been to a training camp, period. I've never been to Bourbon A. I've never been to Hallis. So, I – Really would like to make it a point to go this year. Um, so I think that's something that we should definitely plan out, beat on, maybe get Ron, maybe possibly even Quentin, who knows, uh, or some of the other Bears contributors here, maybe a lap. I know a lap here in the comments still. I see you. Uh, Lots on my list of people that are also not real people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we only see them every so often. That's now, why show, I your, now show yourself a lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I called you a motherfucker earlier. It's not that you're actually a motherfucker. It's because we don't see you all the time anymore. But 
with that said, no, man, I think, like you said, that August 20th date kind of stands out. Other than that, it's like, whatever. Like, all these dates kind of just feel like the same type of thing to yeah. me anyways if I'm not going to be there, which I'm not going to be at, I mean, what, 99% of them or 95% of them? So, and that's just minimum. So I think that we, yeah, like you said, maybe that'll be one of the stiffer or tougher practices that we can kind of go to and maybe see some cool action there. Um, I like to make an event of it. And uh, other than that, man, I don't know. It's just like the news is the news, right? Like <laughs> they announce these dates. They tell you, you know, when everything's going to be. And other than that, it's like, okay, when do we get going? Like, let's just get going. Can the, can the clock speed up? Can the calendar flip already? Can we just get the show on the fucking road? Because I'm just sick of it. I just, I want stuff to start. I'm sick of seeing, uh, you know, Justin Fields. Is he going to break out? Is he not? Then you got Greg Olson's thoughts on 670 The Score recently. I know Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes were interviewing him, which I actually kind of liked what I heard from Greg Olson. Uh, if you just want to talk about that real fast, like Olson said, and we know he's one of the greatest Bears tight ends of all time, which got the short end of the stick here. Uh, but talent-wise, like he was one of the best Bears tight ends of all time. And he would have went down as – I mean, he was just excellent. Mike Martz ran him out of town. Uh, we know what happened there. Mike Martz is a jag off, dude. My dad hated him with the Rams because they went from Vermeil to Martz. And Mar- I mean, oh, and Vermeil was good. Have you seen the Kurt Warner movie? No, I haven't. You got to watch the Kurt Warner movie solely for how they portray Kurt Warner's wife and Mike Martz. Both villains, both instant villains in that movie. Check yeah. it out. Is that on Netflix or something, or just like? Uh, I don't know. I saw it uh, around Christmas time, and it was my inspiration to place a future on the Rams, and it ended up paying off. So there you go. I literally placed it at the theater. <laughs> there you go. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, he's such a shitbag, man. Like, oh shit, we just went from the bar. How to did the we field. switch? Who switched that's that? In, that's incredible. That's Somebody's been here playing games. I was, uh, was going to use this analogy earlier when you said, like, we're the non-technology guys, we're the dumb guys. We're the meatballs, and they're the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they're, like, the, the bulk of it, the brains of the operation. We're just the meat that, like, gets added to the top. At the end. No, no, they're the sauce because you know how the sauce, like, oh, takes yeah, a while. Oh, yeah, the sauce holds everything ferments. together, too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the sauce is – if you don't have a good sauce, the pasta sucks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. maybe, we are, we just the, are the meatballs. Though. Maybe the bears are the noodles because sometimes they're you know al dente and they come out firing, and sometimes it's just like chewing on fucking yeah. cardboard. It's a little <laughs> too much, it's a little too much, yeah. So, uh, uh but uh, what I was gonna say though, when we were talking about the whole Kurt Warner, not Kurt Warner, oh, we were talking but, about we were talking about training camp. So, for training camp, uh, it's structured around the preseason, and the preseason games are as follows. Week one of the preseason is the Matt Nagy Bowl. Uh, it will be Chiefs versus the Bears. The Chiefs come to Soldier Field August 13th at noon. Following week, I don't even know what days these are, but five days later they play the Seahawks August 18th at 7. And then August 27th, they travel to the worst state of them all, Ohio, to go take on the Nasty Man and the Cleveland Browns. And the place is just a storage unit. Ohio is just a storage unit. I mean, Joakim Noah said it best. What was it? Back in the Bulls, like in the LeBron years, right? Like nobody goes to Cleveland. Like who, who goes to Cleveland, Ohio? So I think 
two of the three teams, you're going to get a good game in the preseason. I don't really think the Seahawks are strong at any position except for DK Metcalf and, and Baldwin. But other than that, you know, receivers, they're only strong. Soon. They don't even have a good quarterback. So I think the Browns and the Chiefs are good preseason games coming off a strong training camp to get yourself prepared for a regular season with an extra game for the second, you know, this will be the second year that they've done the 17 game format. Let's go out and win nine. Let's find a way to win nine football games. Let's find a way to stay in the mix. And I mean, it all starts when you show up on July 26th. And that's the most important part. You come to training camp with the same attitude that you're bringing out there every single Sunday. And I think, you know, with Eberflus at the helm, there ain't going to be no choice about it. Ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. <laughs> He's going to make sure that these guys are at least fighting every time. Like like you said, I mean, you get a chance to – you said Cleveland's one of them. I think I saw that. Yeah, Cleveland, uh, Kansas City, and the Seahawks. Cleveland, Kansas City, Seahawks. So, I, I think uh, – I mean, you get a chance right there to kind of, you know, get a little revenge. Justin Fields from last year when he had a shitty-ass coach just – hanging them out to dry right during the regular season against Cleveland so and I actually had this thought I, I, I don't want to like stray too far off of what we're talking about here we're talking about Bears but I had this thought earlier when I was doing the Cubs on tap podcast with Ron shout out to the show if you guys are Cubs fans check that out uh, as well Cubs on tap at Cubbies on tap on Twitter but uh, we were talking about Jonathan VR and I called him V air because the guy's horrible and he makes just a ton of errors and I think the Cubs should DFA him. I would love nothing more than if Jonathan VR suited up as a quarterback, like put up, put on the Justin Fields jersey that I'm wearing right now, put on the Justin Fields jersey, had Matt Nagy as his coach, and hanging him out to dry, no offensive line help whatsoever, just like your guy against their guy, Miles Garrett on the other side, and just cracking him back, just rocking his skull for an entire game. And just I'm, like uh, the Remember the Titans scene, or I think it was Remember the Titans where they just stopped blocking for him. Just stop blocking for him. Yeah, just have Jonathan VR, and that'll be like his uh, RIP for his Cubs career. And I'm sorry. I don't know why I just went down the, the whole, this is not a Cubs show, but it's, it's very Bears-Cleveland uh, Miles oh, we Garrett touched, just we rocking touched, somebody. Yeah, we touched every base today. We touched some regular NFL news. We – Touch preseason schedule, touched on training camp schedule. Uh, our new signee, uh, Dakota Dozier, the Doughboy, is going to be out. I don't think there's really too much other stuff going on right now, uh, other than the fact that the Mooney comments, maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, let me get to the not that even really matters, but like, I don't know what you make of it. That's why I was kind of I had it pulled up on my phone and then I put my phone away like a jag off. Hold on. So I started looking at a different article. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like at this point, it's like nine hours ago. It's perfect. I think Bebo's wrote it up. So, oh, he was on Redline Radio. Shout Mm -hmm. out Barstool Carl, Barstool Chief, and White Sox Dave and Eddie. Um, He said Mooney briefly touched on training with Justin Fields in the offseason away from House Hall. Oh, he talked. He talked about Matt Eberflus, not Matt Nagy. I thought he talked about Matt Nagy, bro. 
That's well, I, th- I think he was kind of like insinuating towards that, though, wasn't he? he? Says, some of his comments. Hey, yeah. So his first quote is: "He says everyone knows what to do and where to go. It's more organized." Coach Eberflus is a chill guy. He's a coach's coach, a true head coach, and make sure everyone is organized. So, if there's anything about that statement, I think he said in six different sentences that the guy is organized. There's Peebo's right there. Yeah, at the I just saw that. Pebo said that Moody said at the end of Maggie's time they just wanted to get it over. Yeah, it was like taking a dog out back and doing the old yeller. Yeah, let me see much. what other let me see what other quotes he threw in here. And he said he talked about yeah, both. Yeah, coaches, that's the one that I just that's the one that I just scrolled down to. It says let's get this over with and fast forward to January. It's hard to have a good mindset when you keep losing like that every week. And it's like it's like I understand, man, but shit, like. Let this be a message to the McCaskies because I know they're not listening to this. Like, but <laughs> are they listening to his comments either? Though I, I made this analogy about about a starting pitcher in in baseball, right? Like, you look at a pitcher's career and take Jake Arrieta for example, right? Phenomenal pitcher, but towards the end of his career, just like at the end of a start as a pitcher, you start to tail off, right? Don't say old yeller. Not no, I'm not going. I'm not going old yeller. With Matt Nagy, it was like we peaked year one, and then we would see flashes, you know, one week at a time or a quarter and a half at a time, and the rest was history. And it was like, you know, if Matt Eberflus ever gets to this point to where it's like it's very you know repetitive, downright almost repulsive to watch the Bears, then yeah, I would expect them to pull the trigger. If it has to be done in the midseason, but like this narrative of we don't fire head coaches throughout the season because this or because that, that shit's dead. You are a professional franchise. You're not a family run business. You are, but you're not fucking, you know what I'm saying? You're not mom and pop's apple shop. You know what I'm saying? You're the Chicago fucking bears. But they don't know how to act like that, though. Yeah, all of you took the words right out of my mouth, bro. I was literally about to say. And sometimes you got to act like the Chicago Bears, and they fail to do that. But, yeah, I mean, it seems right now, and as I I come back down to, to calm down a bit, it seems right now that through a few weeks of practice, and these are just OTAs, that the guys that were there are receptive of how Matt Eberflus is coaching his coaching style and the way the team is progressing throughout this process. And right now, as we've said, as we said last week, they're just playing in shorts and helmets and they're not even practicing, you know, like they probably haven't practiced in about a week. I think this was like a week or two ago was the last time they practiced. They are moving along in the right direction. And that's all we can ask for as a franchise. Yeah. I mean, especially if you hear, like, it seems like the players like what's being put in place, right? It for the most part, like that's what I like to hear. That's that's a positive takeaway from this entire thing. Will will it be perfect when it all starts out? No, of course not. Like when we get this thing rolling, uh, the preseason games and then even the regular season, it's not going to be perfect. It probably won't even be where they feel comfortable with it until maybe four games into the regular season or so. You know what I mean? Like until they actually feel like the entire offense is on the same page playbook wise chemistry wise uh assignment wise for the offensive line maybe in particular i guess i'm speaking of defensive wise learning this new scheme which you know it's 
it shouldn't be too difficult, I don't think, to learn the defensive scheme. I guess maybe just from what it was last time when the Bears, you know, when they last had like a cover two style defense. I know it's like a little bit more modified. It's not exactly that, but I don't think it'll be too difficult for them to learn, especially as hardworking and as much as Eberflus is pushing them to get the defensive side down. I think that could be a little bit easier than the offense, especially like, like you said, we're not as worried about the defense as we are the offense, but um, I really want to just see this thing get going, right? Like, like we're to the point now where bears fans have nothing more to talk about than uh, just pure speculation and stuff. And, you know, what's going on with Matt Nagy and was Matt Nagy uh, still not that bad of a coach because they beat the teams that he was supposed to beat. And, you know, they more times than not, but they lost to the teams that they weren't supposed to beat because they had inferior talent. Like, I'm sick of hearing this shit. I don't care. Nagy's out. He's gone. Ryan Pace is out. He's gone. It's an entire new regime. Let's move on. Like, let's and, – and not to mention – did he did he beat a lot of the teams that they should have beaten based on talent wise? Yeah, they did take care of business against a lot of those opponents. But let's not act like that makes a good coach or like that justifies anything saying that they just didn't have the talent because number 1 I still feel like there there was talent. Yes, it was hard to keep guys on the field at sometimes too like Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack, like they had issues with keeping guys healthy. But when you can't beat teams that are better than you, supposedly, like you just never do it, you just never do it, that speaks volumes to coaching right there. Because if you're an actual good coach, you find a way to win some of those football games that he never found a way to win. So, And they just never seemed like they were even in those games. So I don't want to hear anything about Matt Nagy. I don't want to hear about he was a better coach than people think because he didn't have enough talent. Let's move on. Let's get to – Let's get to the preseason. Let's get to camp. July 26, baby. Yeah. I'm so yeah, ready, dude. I'm so if ready. You, uh, if you couldn't tell, I was just dying of a good old-fashioned beat-on allergy attack right there, so I had to go on mute. But I had my own allergy attack, and it was the Matt Nagy. Dude, it's nasty. Attack. I probably sound really nasally right now, but we'll go ahead and wrap this this out, and this will be my final thoughts on the, on the topic. You'll see the difference in – Matt Eberflus to Matt Nagy in those games that you talked about, right? Those games where, you know, you're playing a team that's above you in the standings. They're probably favored by maybe a touchdown or something like that. No one, you know, they show the the pregame graphic in ESPN and it's five logos of the other team for the, for the, you know, predictions of the game. And the bears somehow find a way to win that football game. I think, I think my best example of looking at a guy who coached his way to a championship and I had a front row seat for it was Coach Hammock at NIU. And mm. and like the way that he shipped and shaped that team from the way they were the year before to where they are the next year, obviously a little bit easier to win the MAC than the NFC. But people had said Matt Nagy better in the fourth quarter, right? I think no, he had too much fun in the first half in some games. One possession games, <laughs> one possession games, you know, those crunch time minutes and those games that, you know, everyone writes us off are, are going to be those statement games that Eberflus has the bulletin board material. He has the game plan preparation. Uh, 
You look at like look at Bill Belichick. I'll I'll pick an NFL coach for example, right? The Patriots were so mid roster wise last year. They were not, you know, Mac Jones was not doing what he was in college. There was a game that they won that he threw the ball three times, right? It's coaching. That's yeah, that coaching. was that super win game. It yeah. was called coaching. That's Still coaching. shoved it down their throat, ran the exactly. ball over. That's coaching winning you a football game. But <laughs> Bebo said fucking Miser got in his way. This year, the meat goes on the table. You got nothing to lose, and you have a guy at the helm that, aside from Dan Campbell, I think is someone that will let it rip as much as anybody else in this league. It's his first opportunity as a head coach. He's just that guy. You know how the guy in the in the supermarket guy. He's, like, he's like, you're not that guy. I think Matt Eberflus is that guy. Hard-nosed working man, Midwest guy, ready to roll for our Chicago Bears. We'll be back with you guys next week to cover whatever news occurs in the next, you know, seven days, calendar week here. Uh, and then obviously continue to get us ready for training camp preseason and regular season. And I mean, it's it's right around the corner. By the time we get back on the mic, it will have, it will already be July, which is crazy to me. This year has flown by, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And there is less days, you know, until football starts than when the last time it was played in the NFL setting. And, and I can sleep good at night knowing that. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Eberflus is that guy, pal. I don't know. I mean, like, that's about it, man. I really don't have any other thoughts because it's like, just let's have something happen. Like, it's there's nothing to – we can find anything to talk about. Me and you hop on a mic. We talk Chicago Bears. We talk, you know, bullshit. We talk gambling. We talk whatever. But when it comes down to it, it's like you need to show us. Like, let's see what these guys are going to do on the field. Let's see how this thing comes together. Let's th- let's see how, and hopefully a lot of these guys stay healthy, right? Cause we know that some guys are going to drop here, especially when things start ramping up. It always happens every year. Um, we'll see who these guys are that are going to fall. We already saw one key injury uh, that we mentioned earlier, the Doughboy. So, and that sucks. And, you know, we just kind of have to monitor this stuff and, and see what's going to happen moving forward. And then, I just want games. I want games back. I want to start doing my fantasy football drafts. I want to start, you know what I mean? Like all that. It's fantasy football season. I got to start corralling all my shitbag friends because I'm the commissioner, which is like you could have a micro dirty jobs and show me that you literally scoop shit into a bucket all day. And I'll tell you that being a fantasy football commissioner with your closest friends is a 10 times worse job. Just ask Tom. Just ask Tom the fan about it. <laughs> oh, was be it a commissioner, sucks. or was it Jack? Oh, no, no, it was Mike Trout that was the commissioner. But yeah. Anyways, oh, I yeah. do. I do want to thank everyone for tuning in, uh, whether it was on the live stream, Twitter stream, YouTube, or uh, many of our platforms that we're on 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 the uh, phones, whether it be Apple or Spotify. Really do appreciate everyone for joining us for this week's show. We'll be back with you guys next week. Really do appreciate you and bear. Don. Bear Don. Sorry for my allergies. <laughs> Not for.